I have for you a word from God in the next few minutes that I believe the Lord dropped on my heart to talk about on this Sunday morning. I never, I never take Sundays lightly, never take any time speaking the Word of God lightly. My wife will tell you I'm very serious about what I do. And uh, very early this morning I rose and made my way to this church seeking the face of God. Not that I haven't already sought Him, but seeking His face again this morning. And I, my heart was directed to a scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, we'll go there. And uh, not something that is new, certainly, in a story that many of you probably have read and know, and something that I have preached from before, and I'll be honest with you, and I told my wife this yesterday, there's, there's not much that I hadn't preached from before, so, and this little pea brain that I have, uh, sometimes you just have to go back and renew what you said before. Aren't you glad we didn't sing Holy Ground just one time and throw it in the trash? Man, aren't you glad we didn't sing Amazing Grace for six months and then discard that and never sing it again? So the word of the Lord is sometimes repetitive, but it's for somebody who sits in this building today. And I will speak to the heart of those who are here today and those listening online. First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 2 said, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. The name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. You skip down to verse 4. It said, when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore. For to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she, was, when she, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah to or her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am, I, am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul. Notice that. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. She was crying. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, man then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come 
upon his head. You may be seated today. Thank you for standing so very long. Thank you for your worship and thank you, praise team. Would you give them all a great hand? My, 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 what great musicians and great singers. I'm so glad to see Brother Roger able to be back. He's been working a lot. I told him, Lord, have mercy. We miss Roger McClanahan when he's not here. What a voice. What a, what a talent. Say this with me. Leave it. Come on, say Leave it at the altar. That's what I want to talk about today. Everybody needs an altar. Everybody ought to have an altar. If you don't have an altar, you ought to build one. And I don't mean go get bricks and mortar or stone or wood and build a place. You can, but you just need a place of prayer in your life. Whether it's your bedroom or your, your backyard or your swing or your shop or the prayer room at the church, everybody needs an altar. Everybody ought to have altars in their life because at altars, great things happen. Can you say amen? I, uh, I read this story again of Hannah. Let me see if I can. First of all, let me read another scripture to you. It's found in the New Testament. You, you, you ought to have this marked in your Bible because Matthew 11 is one of the greatest it's one of the greatest scriptures. Verse 28 is a great invitation. It's a great scripture. And it's something that you ought to remember always because the Lord said in verse 28, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. He said this. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. First, he said, if you're weary, if you're laboring, if you're heavy laden, come and I will give you rest. And then he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. So there's two kinds of rest. There's rest from the physical, for those that have labored, and been heavy laden, and then there's for those that just need rest for your soul. He said, you come, and I will give you rest for your soul. He said for this, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It was a guy by the name of Mark Guy Pierce that preached a sermon on that invitation in Matthew chapter 11 to the weary and the heavy laden, and soon after he had preached, a man came to him and he said, I wish I'd known you were going, what you were going to preach about this morning, Pastor, because I could have told you something. And, of course, the pastor attentively said, go ahead and share your story. Let me see what you have to say. So that man told him that day. He said, you see, I was a boy at home, and I used to drive the oxen. And the yoke, he said, was never balanced as you think it was. It never was. My father's yokes were always made heavier on one side than on the other. He said, then you see, we would put a weak, a weak bullock in alongside a strong bullock and the light end would stay up with the heavy end and the heavy end would stay up with the, with the, the light end because the weak oxen could only pull so much. The heavier end was on the stronger one. 
Could I tell you today that that is a clear meaning of this scripture? Because when you can't make it by yourself, the stronger one, the one that said, I will make that yoke easy and I will make your burden light is the Lord Jesus Christ and he will take you through everything in your life. Somebody shout amen. That's why the yoke is easy and the burden is light because the Lord has made it that way. And it's the same pattern that was used in this man's oxen. Could I, let me talk to you a little bit about Hannah today and tell you that story. Hannah was the favorite wife of Elkanah. And uh, he loved her, but her womb was barren. She could not bear children. She was a woman that was what was normally accepted as a curse on her. In the Old Testament, it was not a good thing if you were barren. It was, it was a thing that people frowned upon. Panina, the other wife, or one of the other wives of Elkanah, and obviously there was polygamy in that day, and uh, not in our day, but in that day. But uh, nevertheless, she was blessed with children. And she was a no doubt cruel and caustic woman. She would often manifest her spirit and make fun of Hannah for having not have children. And Hannah was distraught. Her cruelty manifested itself on the day of the feast at Shiloh, the Bible said, when she provoked Hannah to tears. And Hannah was distraught and, and she was deeply burdened and hurt. Hannah took her burden and her hurt to the temple to pray. She went to pray. And when she kneeled to pray, literally, she, she got in such a spirit of pain and prayer and sorrow. The Bible said her soul was sorrowful. She was in such pain that when she began to pray, her mouth was moving, but there were no words in her mouth. You go read the scripture that I'm telling you. She was praying, but nothing was coming out. Insomuch that Eli, the priest, looked at her and smote her across the face. The Bible said he did. He smote her because he thought that she was drunk praying in the temple. And she said, oh, no, I am not drunk but my soul is sorrowful. I'm troubled. Hannah prayed. She made a vow unto God, and her vow was this, Lord, if you will give me a baby boy, I will give him back to you. I will lay him at your feet, Lord. He will be my gift, and I will give him back to you. And the Bible goes on to say that to Hannah, was born one of the greatest prophets that ever walked upon the face of this earth. His name was Samuel. He was a prophet of God. She was blessed because the Lord saw her heavy burden. The Lord came and took her burden in his hand. The point is this, when the load became unbearable, Hannah carried her trial and her burden to the Lord in prayer. 
the triumph of a sorrowful heart, the triumph of one that has been beaten down and it's, and it's barely plugging along and life has issued them things that, that were never intended to be. She was a woman of a sorrowful spirit, the Bible said in verse 15. But she also knew that children were a heritage of the Lord according to the song and it vexed her soul that she had no heritage and she was barren on that day but God saw her and God performed the miracle for her and God took care of it even though the other wife Penina mocked her God brought her one of the greatest prophets that ever lived and she literally when she had that baby boy took him back to the temple now we don't want you doing this here if you pray for a baby and God gives you one you keep him at home but she brought him back to the temple and he lived in the temple and God called him in the temple it was Samuel that heard the voice of God in the night and got up and went to the prophet and said hey did you call me he said no go back and listen again so the story goes on and on about Samuel but my point on this Sunday morning is simply this God knows where you are and God sees your sorrowful heart and God knows your burden on this Sunday morning and God knows the trial that you've been going through he knows the affliction that's come against you he knows the pain that you're in he knows the sorrowful spirit that you have and he is a prayer answering God hallelujah that's why the devil may throw his fiery darts but he can only do so much he can only do so much I want to tell you that we are children of the most high God we are we are inheritance of the king of kings and the lord of lords we belong in the family of God we're not nobodies we're children of God we're not just anybody we've been bought by his blood we are children of the most high king I've come to preach to you on a Sunday morning that if you will turn it over to God and leave it at the altar the Lord will handle it for you and you can quit struggling with it every day Anybody believe what I'm preaching here this Sunday morning? This is for somebody that's hearing me right now. I don't know who it is. It may be some of you that's online today. And we have people that watch online all the time. I was home this week and uh, sitting in my recliner. And uh, my phone rang. I was on the phone with somebody else. And my phone rang. And I said, hey, 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 let me answer this call. This, I, don't know, I don't know what this is about. But it was somebody that I knew from years gone by. And I picked up and I just put it on speaker where my wife could hear. Because there was a man on the other side that's been through trouble and heartache and pain in his life. And he said, Brother Danny, I just want to tell you that I listened to your sermon on the need of a divine intervention four times. My brothers listened to it five times. He said that was, that was something just for me. So I may be preaching to somebody online today. I don't know. But here's what I've come to tell you. That if you'll take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there, the Lord will handle every situation in your life. He's bigger than your pain. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your situation. He took Hannah's burden and he answered her prayer. I am as good as Hannah and God can do the same for you and I. Hallelujah. 
Helen Steiner Rice wrote a poem that said this, whenever I am troubled, I don't often read poems when I preach, but this one is true. Whenever I am troubled and lost in deep despair, I bundle all my troubles up and go to God in prayer. I tell him I am heartsick and lost and lonely too, that I am deeply burdened and don't know what to do, but I know he still the temptest and he calm the angry sea and I humbly ask if in his love he'll do the same for me then I just keep quiet and think on thoughts of peace and as I abide in stillness my restless murmuring cease you know what she's saying here it is God I can't handle it anymore I need help today and you're the only one that can take care of this in my life Hallelujah. Hannah prayed and Hannah got an answer. She brought her burden to the Lord. Verse 18 says this, so the woman went her way and her countenance was no more sad. She went her way and the Bible said she ate and her countenance was no more sad. Now, Brother Rory preached an awesome message here Wednesday night. There were 43 of us here that heard it. The rest of you ought to be ashamed. He preached on keep asking, and it was powerful, and it was good, and it was something that every member of this church ought to hear. You don't ever quit praying, but here's what you do have to do. When you go to God, you got to go in faith. And when you get up from leaving your burdens at the altar, what you have to do is you have to change your countenance and you walk off no more sad but knowing that God has it in his hands. Hallelujah. Now God, if you don't do it today, I'll be back because the spirit and the power of importunity still is in this church and in our minds and in our hearts. We gotta keep asking God. You didn't ask God to, for him to deliver us from COVID-19 one time, did you? I've been praying every day, God, get this demon out of here. God, get this spirit out of here. Get this disease out of here. You know what? I'm going to keep asking God, but when I bring my burdens to the Lord and I bring my faith to God, I want to get up from the altar and walk away and my my countenance be changed saying, God, I believe you're going to do it today. I'm standing on faith today. I I won't take no for an answer because I know you can do it. I feel like the Hebrew children, you know what they said? You know what they said. They said, we're going to throw you in the fire. And I, those old Hebrew boys, they said, throw us in. I don't know if our God will deliver us, Brother Hodge, but I'll tell you this, he's able. He may not, but he's able. He may not do it today, but he can. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. She brought her burden to the Lord and she went away without it. It's one thing to tell God about your burdens. It's quite another thing to cast them on the Lord and leave them there. 
But you know what? First Peter five and seven said somebody quoted. I believe I believe Brother Roy quoted it earlier in the service. Casting all your care upon Him. Listen to this. Casting all your care upon Him. Casting all. I started to preach a Christmas message today, and I may do it on the twentieth. But you know why He came? Because He cares. He came because He cares. He cares about where you are. He cares about heaven and hell. He cares about your body and pain. He cares about your family. He cares. He came to the Bethlehem manger because he cares. Hallelujah. And Peter said, you can just cast all your care on him this morning because he still cares for you. My Lord, I feel the presence of God in this place today. See, when somebody comes with a sincere heart and a right motive and they're his child and they're asking for something, he's not going to turn them away. Hannah prayed so hard that she could no longer speak. And she was, she was thought of as drunk. But I'm going to tell you what, she was desperate, desperate before God for an answer. And God honored her plea. You read in verses 26 and 27 where Hannah gave her testimony. Her testimony, she said, I am the woman that stood by thee praying, talking to Eli. And she said, the Lord hath given me my petition. You know what she's saying? God answers prayer. Can, any, can I get a witness today? Does anybody here believe God? answers prayer? Has God ever healed your body? Has God ever fixed your finances? Has God ever helped your family? Has God ever taken care of that disease that was incurable? She said, here I am, Eli. I'm that woman that you thought was drunk. I'm the one that was here in the temple praying and my mouth was open and I couldn't even speak. I was so burdened that day, but I got news for you. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord hath given me my petition. What a simple and powerful testimony that is. You see, over and over and over in the scripture, I could go through all kind of situations in the scripture where God took people who had such burden and pain and they came to him with it and they laid it at his feet. And when they walked away, he changed everything. He did it for the woman with the issue of blood. He did it for her. She had no more hope. The scripture said she spent all of her money on doctors. She didn't have any more money. Her life was in a mess. She had an incurable disease. When she came to Jesus, there was nobody else. She couldn't depend on anybody else. She had nowhere else to go, but she brought her burden to the Lord and laid him there. And the Lord said, be healed according to your faith. So be it. Hallelujah. Somebody touched him. And somebody had a burden when they touched him. And God took care of it. She wanted to be transformed. And the only thing that could transform her was the power and the presence of God. But he did transform her. And she walked away healed. Never had the issue again. Over with. What about the woman who had a daughter with an unclean spirit? that came to Jesus and the Lord looked at her when she begged that little Syrophoenician woman and begged for Jesus to deliver her daughter of that evil spirit and he replied to her, it's not right for me to take the children's food and give it to dogs. She was a Gentile. And the Lord answered her in that manner but she would not be deterred from receiving what she came for and she laid her 
her issues at the feet of the Lord. And she said, Lord, even the dogs eat the, t- the crumbs of the table. Uh, you know, somebody's got to eat the crumbs. If I'm a dog, I'll eat the crumbs. Uh, just give me a crumb today. I got to have something. And at that, Jesus told her for such a reply, you can go your way because the demons have now left your daughter. Leave it there. Just bring it to the Lord and leave it there. Oh, that old song that says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Come unto me, he said, if you're labored and you're heavy laden, if you're weak, if you're despondent, if you're struggling. He said, come on. He said, I got rest for you today. On this Sunday morning, he wants to rest you. He wants to give you something to leave here with that you can feel peace and rest in your soul. Hallelujah. On and on and on the stories go. I can tell you about the stories in my life. I can tell you about those times that I was weary, that I had to have somebody that could help me, and nobody could but Jesus. And I brought my burdens to the Lord, and I left them at the altar. And when I walked away, everything was different. Everything was different. Help me out, Michelle. Charles Albert Tenley was born into slavery July the 17th, July the 7th, 1851. 1851, at a place called Berline, Maryland. At five years of age, Charles Tenley was left an orphan by his own determination. The story said he taught himself to read and write. And later, as a young man, he moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where he attended night school and took a correspondence course from the Boston School of Theology. And despite Charles Tenley's lack of formal training, Tenley became known as a learned man who had, was a known and distinguished pastor of his time. One day, a worried parishioner came to Reverend Tinley for a word of comfort. And the kind pastor just simply said this. This is a true story. He said, you just need to put all your troubles in a sack. Take them to the Lord and leave them there. That's what he said. You just need to put all your troubles in a sack. Take them to the Lord and leave them there. So from that homespun response was sparked a song that Mr. Tinley put a pen to. And the words and the music of that song became popular. It was written in 1916. That song says, leave it there. Leave it there. The chorus of that song says, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. For if you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. You want to hear what he wrote for the verse? Listen. 
If the world from you withhold of its silver and gold, and you have to get along with meager fare, just remember in his word how he feeds the little bird. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Here's another verse. If your body suffers pain and your health you cannot regain and your soul is almost sinking in despair, Jesus knows the pain you feel. He can save and he can heal. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Here's one more. When your enemies assail and your heart begins to fail, Don't forget that God in heaven answers prayer. He will make a way for you and will lead you safely through if you'll take your burdens to the Lord. Leave them there. The last verse. When your youthful days are gone and old age is stealing on and your body bends beneath the weight of care, He will never leave you then He'll go with you to the end. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord. Somebody say it with me again now. Leave it at the altar. You got to take your burdens to God. There's nothing God loves more than a broken heart and a contrite spirit. The Bible said he loves that. I'm telling you what the Bible said. He loveth such as a broken heart and a contrite spirit. When you come before God and you kneel, or you may be, look, look, some of the best prayer meetings I have is driving down the road in my truck. Now, don't close your eyes when you pray. You'll run over somebody. But driving down the road in my truck, with tears, if you pass me one day and I'm crying, I'm, I'm okay. Tears running down my, my cheeks. I'm just saying, Jesus, I need you today. I got this situation over here, Lord. I don't know how to handle that. I need you today. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. If you trust and never doubt, God will surely bring you out. Just take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Very softly would you sing, leave it there. Leave it there. your burdens to the Lord and leave them If you trust and never doubt, God will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave Holy Ghost is moving here this morning. Look, I don't know what you've been up against. I don't know about it. I just know what the Lord told me to preach today. So here I am.
I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't have any fancy sermons. All I got is the things that God gives me, and they're not deep, and they're not something you can't understand. But I got to confess to you today, I, I, I was so worried about coming here preaching today. I didn't know what in the world I was going to say. When I knelt this morning in prayer, the Lord said, just take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. So I'm preaching to somebody in this room today and somebody online today. I, for some reason, I keep going online today because somebody's watching me that needs to hear what I'm saying this morning. Look, you, you may have been struggling for days and weeks and months and even years. You may, you may be up against issues that you feel like are hopeless in your life. You may not understand why you're where you are today. But I want to sing it to you today. Just leave it there. Leave it there. Oh, yeah. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never God will surely bring you up. Stand up with me. Take your burdens to Put your hand up. Leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Oh, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, God will surely bring. Take your burdens to the Lord. I wish you'd just bow your head right now all over this house. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. Me and the Lord. Who in this building today would be honest enough to slip your head up and say, Preacher, you're talking to me today. You're talking to me today. All over this house. All over this house. All over this house, balcony, all over the bottom floor, the risers all over this house. There's people that are struggling. There's people that are struggling. Now I want you to hear me right now. You have to be a Hannah of the 21st century. First of all, you got to take it to God. And the Lord can see your sorrowful spirit. I want to help you this morning. Because let me tell you something. Just I want to be honest with you today. When I get in real trouble, I don't go but to one person, Brother Eric, one person, and his name's Jesus Christ. When I, when I have issues in my life, I, I guess I'm a pretty private guy. Most things I don't even, I don't discuss with my wife. Things that I, I feel in my spirit, things that I sometimes bother me. She gets in her car every morning about eight o'clock and goes to work and I'm left by myself many times. In that recliner, I'll just turn around and kneel right there. Here they are, Lord. I don't know what to do with them today. Here's my burden today. Here's my heart today. Sometimes I even get like Hannah. I get to where my my spirit's praying, but I, 
It's groanings in the Holy Ghost. I can't even say the words. I don't even know what to say anymore. You ever been there when you just pray and just didn't even know what to say anymore? But here, all of a sudden, God will reach down and he'll say, I heard you. I got it. I'm taking care of it. My hand is upon it. Everything's going to be all right. I can get up and leave my sad countenance at the altar. I can leave it behind because I know that he's there and he's got it and he's taking care of it. Somebody needs to hear me this morning right where you are while we're singing. You ought to put your hands up and say, God, I needed this today and I'm putting it in your hands this morning. Take your burdens to the Lord and sing it. Let this congregation sing with us today. Father, in this room today, I pray for the weary. I pray for those who are labored and are heavy laden. I pray for those who are struggling beneath the load today. Would you let us understand, Lord, that you're here to bear our our needs and our burdens. You're here to take our situations put them on your shoulders would you let somebody here feel in their spirit today when they leave this building that everything's going to be alright they brought it to the altar they've left it before you and as Hannah left with no sad countenance that day let us walk out of this room today knowing God that you are all wise and you're special and you're powerful and you're, you're here to see us through. And whatever you have to do, you will do that. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit that's in this room today. Thank you for every song that's been sung. Thank you for what I feel right now. Lord, let tears roll down that cheek today of that one that just needs to have that assurance of God that assurance of your precious spirit, that precious anointing. Let something happen in us now. We bring our burdens to you, Lord, and we leave them there. They're in your hands. In Jesus' name. And everybody in this room say, in Jesus' name, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord.